Welcome one, welcome all to episode 268 of the Math Wrestling Podcast. This is your captain speaking along with nobody. There's no Butcher, there's no Travis or Walker Anderson. But we're not going to let that stop us. Just like WWE aren't going to let a global pandemic stop them from putting on pay-per-views. Who am I to judge? Now, um, two newcomers to the promo league we welcome this week are, of course, The Butcher and Trippy Wolf. Now, we'll get on to Trippy in just a second, but The Butcher, of course, started off the season of the promo league as a judge. Therefore, he will be unable to challenge anybody until after the Demoness has defended her promo championship at Trivia Takeover, uh, which is on June 11th. But... We welcome Trippy Wolf, a newcomer, not just a newcomer to the promo league, but a newcomer to promos in general when it comes to match wrestling. And just like his good friend Cypher, he's also a musician. In fact, we're going to play you a full song right now from Trippy Wolf. This is called Microchip. Desert flowers, not a coward, and I'm more than power. Standing stupid tall, like my fucking name is Life Tower. Straight building mental hours just to make my music louder. Living on the beat, hunting, yeah, just to devour. Yeah, they call me Trippy Wolf, and I am doing what I please. All you hear is click, clank, like I'm walking with some keys. I'ma force a smile, then I send that vibe overseas. Put you in a spell, then I'm gonna force you to your knees. I'ma build this fucking tune like I'm plucking hard strings. Swear I got a dream, Martin Martin Luther King. If you gotta watch, watch, cause it's fucking. Trippish time, call me Mr. Scarface, cause I swear the world is mine. Yes, I'm drinking vodka, man, I mix it with that monster shit. Yes, I will admit, I outwit all these counterfeits. Yes, we racing pain slips, gambling with my spaceship. I was born to take a hit, I'm a rapping battleship. Grab your cup, let's get drunk. Grab that weed, let's roll up. Let's get lit, let's blow up. Microchip, my mental overview is overdue For us rendezvous and meeting with the legends Just to learn to build some revenue I swear I am a prodigy and this my mental odyssey Yeah, my only policy is live to be the prophecy One shall come, that'll overcome the rest I gotta be the king, I'll accept nothing less huh? I'm an asshole, speak my mind on some real shit Do I only suffer from the drama and the fake friends Try to make amends with this anger that's within I wasn't born to blend, I intend to transcend uh, I don't have a choice Gotta block out all the noise Relate to all these people Cause that's where they need a voice This game a fucking chance I'll advance to enhance So let me take my stance As I teach the wolf dance on Grab your cup Let's get drunk Grab that weed Let's roll up Let's get lit Let's blow up Remnants of a ghost town, really sick of my name and 
drug down. Choosing my own fate, man, I'm running from the hill hounds. Every day they draw near as my time ticks down. I don't want the drama that come with the limelight. I just want to tell my story, push on for my life. Say hey, all the time I was born in the wrong era. Been gambling with my life, I'm sheltered at the Riviera. Just a simple man, country dude with swag. I'm never gonna bow until I meet my body bag, huh? Grab your cup, let's get drunk. Grab that weed, let's roll up. Great stuff. That is also going to be Trippy's uh, entrance music when he gets into promo competition. Now, on to another uh, match wrestling affiliate. He is, of course, on hiatus at the moment, Mr. Michael C. Larkin, the man who's pretty much won everything there is to win with every nickname under the sun. Um, if you recall a few weeks back at promo, actually a month ago, nearly a month ago, at Promobania 5, Mike uh, laid out a challenge for Moses Marquez for next year's Promomania um, for a no-winner, no-loser exhibition, just like he had with the shape. Moses was yet to respond until this past week's Smart Mark Radio. And no, Mike, I'm not going to do all the plugs. That's your job. So let's uh, let's hear what Moses had to say, shall we? It has been brought to my attention that you have not responded to Michael Larkin. Oh, Lord, here we go. So what are your thoughts on that? message he sent you a couple of weeks ago oh lord okay i will give an official response in the coming days but uh to keep it short somewhat sweet bro you're telling the wrong guy to just come at you you saw what happened to this man that's on the call with me for right now you saw what happened to him when the personas appeared the crippler did not exactly get the job done, but he definitely showed you that the promo game is there. And then we saw just one fucking shot of El Jefe and the whole world shook for a minute. You know what I mean? Watch your... I, don't, I wanted to try to say something like fucking catchy, but I couldn't think of it. Uh, I, I, I want to say bite, don't bite the hand that feeds you, but I don't feed you. Uh... Uh, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. There you go. That's a good one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll With have a way better response. Motherfucker <laughs> out. Promo League is heating up. Michael Larkin's chomping at the bit for next year to go down. He wants it to be a fucking. Uh, he wants to go against Big Money Mo Belts. Because that's what I plan to be by next year. I plan to be promo, knowledge, and fuck it predictions champion i plan to own every goddamn belt max has and you know what i'm gonna do i'm and, and what i when i make my one year reign complete for the knowledge championship 
I'm going to do what Hulk Hogan did to Big Goldie. I'm going to grab a big old can of spray paint, and I'm going to write N at W-O. But for me, it's going to say S-M-R. That showdown comes your way next year uh, in March 2021. Mike Larkin versus Moses Marquez. But you don't have to wait that long for a championship special. Because the next Max Wrestling Special is, of course, Trivia Takeover 5 Champions Chase. And like I said, it comes your way on June 11th. Speaking of Moses Marquez, he will be defending the Knowledge Championship in the first ever Champions Chase. And his opponents will be LJ, The Phoenix, Kenny Killer, and now the final spot has been filled by Travis the Walker Anderson, who, of course, has his own history with Moses Marquez. Also, a trivia takeover, the Demoness will put the promo championship on the line against whoever is the number one contender in the promo league at that time. It is currently in Mayor Blackbeam Costello, but of course, it is just over two months away. Anything can happen in that time. And like you found out last week, there is no actual theme song. It's an instrumental with no copyright, so we can't get sued. Enjoy. Um... <clears throat> Now, on to news this week. I think one of the biggest stories we heard was uh, WWE possibly being up for sale and being bought by ESPN and Fox. Uh, This news came from Dutch Mantel, who you will remember, of course, long history with Dutch Mantel. Uh, More recently in WWE as Zeb Coulter. Um... But Dutch claimed on Twitter that he heard WWE is for sale or is in negotiations with ESPN and Fox. Now, one thing you have to remember is the world isn't very normal right now. So the possibility of selling a company or buying a company, especially a TV network, is very slim. Uh... Vince McMahon has, of course, alluded to this himself on conference calls. Um, basically, never say never. Um, maybe he's just trying to keep it out of Triple H's hands. He doesn't trust anybody, Vince. This is why he's still in that friggin' in that driving seat. You know, he won't retire because he doesn't trust anybody to run the company the way he does. Which, let's face it, we don't want anybody to run the company the way he does. Um. But I guess you can call this uh, a rumor killer. It's unlikely at the moment that um, any TV network will be buying a company like WWE um, with the current climate and the economic situation. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll review this rumor in like <clears throat> six months or so. Now, uh, last week... Butcher wasn't very impressed that I decided to give Impact Wrestling another chance. And not only did I give it another chance, but I enjoyed it. Um, you know, no word of a lie, I really did enjoy Rebellion Night 1. So this week was, of course, Rebellion Night 2. Um, I'm, you know, I, I enjoyed it, but not as much as last week. Um, <clears throat> opening match was fantastic for the X, uh, the X Division. Uh, triple threat match. I mean, Suicide, of course, I'm familiar with. Uh, Chris Bay, I'm not familiar with. Uh, But he comes out 
with this little swagger. And then, of course, we see his, his athleticism. And I just I can't help but think, this is Montez Ford without being an annoying dick snout. So, very impressed by Chris Bay. Uh, Full Metal Mayhem was okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to say it was brilliant. It was okay. I think, for me, Josh Matthews ruined it by constantly asking about Nevea. And his distraction led to my distraction. Because I really didn't care who Nevea was. I just wanted to watch them. Josh, just call the friggin' match. I don't care who she is. You know? Um, but of course, Rosemary gets to win over Havoc. From <clears throat> from from when I wasn't distracted, it was a pretty pretty violent match. A lot of dangerous chair shots going on, as you'd expect from Full Metal Mayhem. Um, like I said, I didn't enjoy it as much as last week, but I did enjoy it. But I'm not going to sit here and say it was all sunshine and rainbows, um, especially when it came to the main event for the uh, TNA. World Heavyweight Championship. Look, Moose looks stupid. But that's nothing new. Uh, it, it all comes down to they wanted a, a world title match to main events, what should have been a pay-per-view. Tessa couldn't be there. Simple as that. I mean, it could have been worse. They could have actually made it an official world title again and stripped Tessa of her championship. You know? And then it would have been even stupider because they're backtracking to the TNA name. But at the moment, it's pretty much just a gimmick for Moose um, to fill that gap until Tessa can come back to work. And I'm guessing, of course, we're going to get some kind of unification match when she eventually does. Uh, so, you know, all in all, I, I, I am warming back into Impact. It's weird. It's been three maybe close to four years since I paid attention to it properly and, you know, followed it every week. Um, so, yeah, it feels weird kind of getting back into it and not knowing who some people are. And then other people, you're like, wow, they're still there? Okay. And then, of course, you got Ken Shamrock, and you're like, wow, he's not in a retirement home? Okay. But in the words of Michael Larkin, I digress. Now, on to Raw, and... You know what? This is one of the main reasons I've been getting back into Impact, and uh, it was one of the big reasons I decided to give it another chance last week, because... There's just nothing, absolutely nothing, newsworthy or exciting about WWE at the moment. I feel like they've already just driven the wind out of Drew McIntyre as um, WWE champion. Um, and, wow, we kick off with MVP because everybody wants to see MVP. The guy who's retired, what, twice already this year? We're now in April. Um, but, yeah, we so we kick off with MVP... Um, Basically a talk show segment with Rey Mysterio, Apollo Crews, Alistair Black. And of course they're interrupted by Zelina Vega's group um, of Andrade, uh, Angel Gaza and Austin Fury. Who I realised this week, um, apart from Austin Fury, they're pretty much uh, a, a Latino Mexican 
group. And I just realized this week that their initials are AAA, AAA. Huh. But anyway, just, just a useless nugget of information there. Of course, the talk show turned into a brawl. I honestly don't know what MV, the point of MVP is at the moment. He's just there to antagonize people. Majorly the audience, but you know, make make your mind up. Are you, are you retired or are you not? You know, I was actually more excited when he came back to Impact all those years ago. When I say all those years ago, it was, I want to say five years. I know I was there. I was there in Manchester um, when he was revealed as the investor. Uh, and then he went on to have a great, great match. First time I'd seen him in years. Um, but yeah, no excitement to see MVP anymore. I think it's because he's retired and then unretired and then retired and then unretired and had his last match against Rey Mysterio and then unretired. Just ridiculous. So uh, the triple threat match between Asuka, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax descended into chaos. Um, never even got started. It just was a brawl. Um, with ma- Mainly with Nia just trashing the other two. You know, like she needs any help doing that. Um, obviously, they're booking Nia to look strong as we head into Money in the Bank. I don't know if that's to set her up for a win or to lead us on a wild goose chase and think she's going to win, but then somebody else wins. You know, the other favourite would, of course, be Shayna Baszler, as I said last week. I don't see the point, really, in Shayna Baszler being in these uh, number one contendership matches because, like the Elimination Chamber, we knew she was going to win. And clearly, she's not finished with Becky Lynch yet. So, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Now, Bobby Lashley uh, was then in action. And, yeah, we can skip that. Nobody cares. Oh, and then another rematch. I think this is the third time in a few weeks that we've seen Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Um, but on the bright side, Liv Morgan got to win again. I think that's three for three for her. Uh, It's nice to see they're still going to push Liv Morgan, even though they've kind of... Well, she was interviewed after the match, and she said she's just trying to find herself, which is, for me, just says creative have no idea what to do with her. Um, But at least they're giving her wins, and she's holding on to this hype that she came back with. Um, And, of course, it's nice to see Ruby putting her over so much who led the group of Riot Squad all that time ago. Uh, But then we get into a return this week of none other than Jinder Mahal. Um, Again, looking ripped, just just like the last time we saw him. Uh, Well, maybe in a better shape than the last time we saw him. Um, Just destroys Tozawa and it's interesting timing, of course, with Heath Slater being released uh, on Black Wednesday a couple of weeks back. Drew McIntyre is now the WWE champion, and now Jinder Mahal is back. So it just it just leads me to think maybe we're heading for a Drew-Jinder feud for the, ch- for the championship uh, after Money in the Bank. No, I don't expect Seth Rollins to win, you know, especially with Jinder being back now. Um... So we saw Apollo and Andrade in action at the start of the show. Um, Backstage, there was one hell of a slap 
from Apollo to Andrade, which set up um, the US Championship match later in the night. Of course, Andrade is still US Champion, but Apollo then suffered a knee injury during the match, and as it was announced later on on WWE.com, has been replaced by Jinder Mahal in the Money in the Bank ladder match. So there you go. That just adds fuel to the fire of a possible feud between Jinder and Drew. Maybe maybe Jinder is going to be Mr. Money in the Bank. And we'll cash in on Drew somewhere down the line. Um, don't know about anybody else, but I'm kind of finding it hard to get behind this new tag team of Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Uh, I think I just hate the idea of makeshift tag teams just thrown together for no particular reason other than the fact that WWE have nothing for either one of them. So let's team them up. Um, now I was excited on Monday when I heard that Samoa Joe was going to be returning to the commentary desk. Obviously he's just injury prone. So, so injury prone. Um, so we, we hardly ever see him in the ring anymore anyway. So I was excited for two reasons. One, because I miss him. Two, because I was hoping, please replace Jerry Lawler. And he did. And then we get Jerry Lawler anyway uh, to officiate the contract signing <coughs> between Drew and Seth. Luckily, Drew McIntyre did us all a favor and basically told King to fuck off. Thank you, Drew, so much. If only everybody um, did us that favor with Jerry Lawler. Um, now, this, this one I did really enjoy. I think it was a great um, closing segment. Drew and Seth both cut great promos, um, and I'm actually I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. I am kind of looking forward to the match. Of course, it did end in a brawl, as contract signings do in WWE. Buddy Murphy, I'm still calling him Buddy. Fuck you, Vince. Um, made a surprise return, jumped Drew McIntyre, only to get a claymore for his troubles. You know. So yeah, overall, meh. Uh, episode of Raw, but great closing segment. So, so Wednesday night NXT versus we say that but we did. I don't think they're in active, active, actual competition. We just call it the Wednesday night war because it sounds cool. And a lot of us discovered wrestling during the Monday night war, so it's kind of nostalgic to think of another two wrestling companies head to head on the same night at the same time. Um, <clears throat> Like I said to last week, I don't know if most people do this, but I watch them both at the same time, side by side. Um, I'm, I guess I'm lucky I've got selective hearing, so I can kind of switch between the two in terms of audio, but I can keep an eye on both at the same time to see what's going on. Um, it, it's it's cool. It keeps, you, it keeps you alert. So maybe if there was some competition for Raw and SmackDown, you know, at the same time, you could keep an eye on both and it would keep you alert and... Obviously, the, the other one would be more interesting than Raw or SmackDown. Definitely SmackDown. Um, but at least it would keep you awake. Uh, but anyway, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott gets to win uh, over Phantasmo on NXT. And once again, Phantasmo avoids being kidnapped. I don't know where the hell this storyline's come from, but it's definitely um, intriguing. You know, I don't think we've ever had a storyline before where a group of wrestlers have attempted and failed to kidnap one certain wrestler week after week so you know strange but 
we'll see where it goes. Now, Candice LeRae comes out, of course, with this new heel gimmick, and Johnny Gargano's new gimmick apparently is a pussy-whipped husband. Uh, he's become her cheerleader, pretty much. He, he's actually doing what Leo Rush did for Bobby Lashley and just being an annoying prick on the microphone while she's making her entrance to the ring. Um, what, what, what are you doing with Gargano? I mean, at one point, this was the hottest babyface in the company going for the NXT Championship, and he had everybody behind him, and it was reminiscent of Sami Zayn and Eddie Guerrero, you know, the underdog chasing the championship, and now he's just reduced to his wife's cheerleader because now she's a heel. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Nice to see... Uh, Casey back in action as well though but of course um, Candice gets a very rare win obviously this is going to be the start now of her actually getting some wins in NXT with her new gimmick new personality I take a pause because next we had a segment that I was very confused by because for me, I hated it. I absolutely hated the the game show segment <laughs> with with Matt Riddle uh, and Byron Saxon. Oh, man, Byron Saxon was born to be a game show host. He loved every minute of it. But I was confused because I looked on Twitter to see if anybody else felt the same way about me, that uh, the same way as me about it, and. Apparently nobody did. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. Uh, I just thought it was a giant waste of time, so we'll leave that there. Uh, obviously, I've got nobody to argue with this week. Um, <clears throat> it, it was pretty much um, a parody of Mr. and Mrs. No idea whose idea. I Honestly, it, it occurred to me that it was the kind of segment Vince would write. Uh, so I'm I'm glad Imperium just busted it up. Uh, now, oh, this one I paid very little attention to because it's a foregone conclusion. Charlotte versus Mia Yim. Like I said, it's a foregone conclusion. You know Charlotte's going to win. Um, <clears throat> and this is exactly why I didn't want her to be NXT champion because she's just going to steamroll through the whole roster. For what? What what is she achieving by beating all these rising stars in NXT? Absolutely nothing apart from making her look good. And let's face it, after the last five years, she doesn't need to be pushed to the moon. Just stop. I've had enough. Um, <clears throat> Charlotte, for me, has just become X-Pac of 2001. Just go away. Don't care. Not interested. You're a burden on my time. Um, But it was nice to see a a very angry Io Shirai shouting at Charlotte in Japanese. There we go. Um, Somebody else in NXT who's really capturing people's attention right now. I still call him Samuel Shaw. Uh, Dexter Loomis looked again fantastic. Creepy as fuck. Um, he's got a bright, bright future in NXT. Possibly future NXT champion. You know. Uh, he really does embody that creepy, weird, 
thousand mile stare just fantastic um surprisingly drake Ma- drake maverick back in action this week um i mean we knew he was gonna finish the cruiserweight tournament but for some reason i thought it was a knockout tournament but apparently it's uh some some kind of league they haven't actually explained it to my knowledge where we've got two groups and they've got like a win-loss record so it doesn't seem to be working the same way as the climax um but it does mean we're going to see more drake maverick whether we see more of him after the tournament and wwe resign him i don't know but they're obviously putting a lot of attention on drake um as the underdog of this tournament hell maybe he ends up winning the tournament winning the championship and they have to bring him back it's the only thing that makes sense to me um but a great match uh between drake and um tony nice um i think surprised a lot of people as well with that, that drake uh beat tony nice he then tweeted after the match that he's not freaking leaving so yeah i, I don't think we're gonna see the last of spud spud <laughs> uh drake when this tournament's over <clears throat> had it in match between um damian priest and uh keith lee as you'd expect keith lee of course still north american champion uh, man he's just a total package he's total package power strength personality just basking in his glory that's all i can say uh as far as dynamite goes i did uh enjoy i keep saying every week Britt baker's really become my favorite female in in AEW really enjoyed it her uh, segment in the dentist surgery whatever um and it was a nice cameo but from rebel um and another impact alumni i know my i know my impact history <laughs> up until 2015 anyway um yeah just basically brit again honing in her ability to perform as a heel um for some reason she's still poking fun at tony chivon no leave tony alone can we can we get that hashtag trending leave tony alone um and yeah she you know people keep making these comparisons between bailey and Britt baker with the whole role model gimmick but let's face it bailey has done absolutely fuck all with the gimmick she hasn't even alluded to being a role model all i've done is put it on a t-shirt for her Britt baker's actually doing something with the gimmick so just stop comparing them okay just stop and uh, what they did what else they also did in uh on dynamite was make lance archer look absolutely deadly um <clears throat> to the point where cody almost threw in the towel um but you know, this is what we called weeks ago. We're going to get Lance Archer versus Cody in the final for the TNT Championship. Uh, now, here's the interesting thing. Is that Dynamite will be live next week and not pre-taped. Um, <clears throat> and we know we're going to get John Moxley making his return. Um, as he said in his promo this past week from wherever the hell he was uh he'll be taking on kazarian 
uh, in a non-title match. MJF is back after his crippling injuries. You know, his hangnail and his uh, nicked neck while he was shaving. Poor, poor MJF. Can, can we get a GoFundMe going for MJF, please? Somebody. Um, but also we get in Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara in a street fight. Uh, so let's hope nothing prevents this event from happening because uh, they'll be returning to Daly's Palace in Jacksonville for the live episode next week. Uh, one one other thing I forgot to mention as well is despite the controversy that's happened in the past week with Velveteen Dream, it seems he's still uh, going to be getting his NXT Championship match against Adam Cole next week. So, you know, no pu- no punishment from WWE. Uh, and at the moment, we don't even know if he needs or deserves punishing because we don't know the truth. I mean, you, you can't really punish somebody on hearsay. So, no. we don't know the truth. Um, Dream has, of course, denied allegations, and I guess we won't know anything until it's looked into. So, I mean, for now, I guess there's nothing wrong with continuing to give him his titles match. Um, we uh, we shall see. But another reason to be excited next week is we're finally going to get to hear from uh, Carrion, a.k.a. Killer Cross, and Scarlet Bordeaux with their latest video package this week. Cannot wait. Cannot wait to to see what WWE do with him and just how closely they let him keep his gimmick that he's known for. Uh, it seems they're doing a pretty, pretty good job so far, um, especially... Uh, with Scarlet as well. So we'll see how that goes next week. There's a lot happening next week. A lot happening. Um, and of course, it's also going to be Money in the Bank predictions next week. Yay! Um, <clears throat> so I've carried the ball myself for about half an hour. But now, to finish this off, he wasn't here. To, to kick off the show, but he's here now. So let's hear from the Big Bad Butcher. Okay, so um, I've covered all the shows this week, so now I guess it's just down to you. What what do you want to talk about? We don't have to review WWE or anything. Oh, <laughs> what have we got? What have we got? I mean, I, I, um... I just touched on, of course, the, uh, the whole controversy with Velveteen Dream. Um, and he's, um, but they're not penalising him because he's still getting his NXT title match next week. Um, but like I said, they they can't really penalise him because we don't know the truth. Well, no, no, exactly. This this is one of the key factors in wrestling that people are quick to jump over and jump on. Uh, fucking dirt sheets, dirt sheets. That that them are the main things. Mm. You know, something is released in, in in dirt sheets, and it's like, oh, you know, you're fucking, yeah, throw the book at him, blacklist him, fucking, you know, all these things. Now, from what I understand, he was hacked. Yeah, either hacked or, or from what I yeah, said, or someone, some of the screenshots seem to be fabricated. 
the the yeah, quality exactly, of the screenshots know? is in question. Yeah, and that's not that's not the first time that's happened. No, you know, even the shit with the and God we hate him, but Enzo Amore. Yeah, you know. His career really was fucking ruined by one girl. It wasn't ruined by the fact that he was an arsehole. It was ruined by the speculation. But, again, he'd already asked for his release from WWE, and that just made it ten times easier to give it him. But at the same time, his his career was fucking tarnished. You know? Um, The fact that he wrestled in WWE and... You know, fucking people like fucking, uh, you know, in New Japan didn't like him, um, as 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 we knew when he showed up <laughs> um, against the Briscoes and Girls uh, of Destiny. Um, oh, Tam, I don't like him. Yeah, Tam, I can't bear the geezer. He he's, he's openly said if he ever bumps into him, he's going to cave his face. In. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I mean, I was gutted. As soon as I read that, I was gutted. Because, you I mean, your first thing you do is go, oh, fucking please, no. Please, God, no. Yeah. Well, um, at first, I thought it was fake because Harold shared it in the RWC group from WWF uh-huh. Old School. So I obviously went to look it up. Couldn't find it on a single dirt sheet anywhere else. But then uh, a few hours uh, later, it's everywhere. It just pops up. This is what we. This is what we've always said. Dirt sheets are full of shit because they they feed off third, fourth, mm. fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and it goes on for party news. Um, and they've of course got their their, their sheep like fans that will. But they will just listen. Anyone these days that was a former WWE fan that fucking hates the ground they walk on now and all this bullshit that have jumped to AEW and jumped to New Japan would openly and love to see everything within WWE burn, including superstars, who, let's be honest, then we've got, you got the other sheepest and, you know, fucking hypocritical side of them. That if one of these guys gets released, oh, sign him, he's amazing. Yeah. You know, but for that moment, they just want to see you burn. Um, I mean, like I said, fucking, I, I love, I love the guy. I think he's an absolute godsend in terms of ability and entertainment value. And God, do I hate the entertainment value? <laughs> but it's not cheesy entertainment, you know. No, it's not. He's just amazing at it. It's like back in the day when you watched Ravishing Rick Rude. Mm. The guy was the man. How he never had a world title, I do not know. Yeah. But we've said that so many times, and we've said so many times that they don't need him because you can openly look back on wrestling history, you know, wrestling history and remember and watch their fucking matches and go... They were they were awesome. You watch people today like John Cena, um, and go. You can you you can. I mean, not the fact that he's been a world champion, but a world champion sixteen times. Yeah, you know, and go. 
did he really deserve that many titles? And your answer is no. Well, we're seeing it again now with Charlotte. She's a 10-time champion in, what, five well, that, years? That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, you know, I know it's completely different, but we're, we're seeing Tamina having some sort of push. Yeah, where the hell has that come I'm from? Really, I, but I'm really open that, that they, they, you know what I mean? If you're going to give world titles out, world title opportunities out, hmm. then surely someone that's never had it deserves a chance to roll with it. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Tamina fan, but it's nice to see someone different you know, in the picture. Exactly, that that's it. And that's where I am with the world titles and that. You know, in, enough, and in, you know, and even mid-card titles. I mean, you know, to skip away from that and go to, you know, Cesaro. Uh, you, you, you look at you look at RWT's group, and there's a lot of people, and and they are they're they're like us, they're wrestling fans, and they would rather see the wrestling value of things and people who are underrated in terms of fucking ability. And Cesaro is for me when I when I think of people that can are not too much entertaining, but he proved that he was with the bar. Mm. Right, um, but if you if you want him to be he's in the wrong group for me. If you want, you know what I mean. He's not he's not a bad carrier. He's definitely not a bad carrier. The beauty of him and Sheamus was they fed off each other, and they were both there was no leader and there was no lackey. As soon as you put people with Sami Zayn, and fucking you know Sami Zayn is the voice. The other two just fucking are the right-hand man and the left-hand man. Yeah. They're poor wingmen. You know? But when you think of... You know, when you look at these people in RWT, Aaron Hunter III, Robert Davies, and they're, they're begging for the release of Cesaro. I am as well. Because it, it can't go on. Well, I mean, if rumours are to be yeah. believed, they're, they're willing to give anyone a release these days. Anybody who wants one, you can have one. Listen, that's all part of the next subject. That's all part of the next subject, and it's something that I spoke on, and I predicted would happen, and that was the sale of WWE. I firmly believe everything to be be right and correct. Well, I mentioned it at the start of the show. Um, Obviously not right now with the state of the world and everything, but... Oh, in a few months, maybe. I believe. I believe it will. I believe, honestly. Um, I believe they will get it if they, if they, if it's done quickly before the end of May. Mm. I believe they'll get it at knockdown price because every week you've got to remember. Every week Vince is losing stupid ass money, yeah. stupid money, and. He's just paid out the best part of forty million in a lot. You know what I mean? In a quick lawsuit to that geezer from the XFL. You know, all right, forty million to a billionaire is fucking nothing, but in the current climate and what is going on, he's just paid out forty million, and he's losing the best part of. You know, it's TV money. Um, people are cancelling left, right, and centre of the network. Yeah. 
I've done it, and you know what I mean? A lot more people have done it. I don't know the numbers. WWE ain't going to release the numbers, let's be honest. Um, and no dirt sheet knows the numbers, so I pay no attention to that. Um, and Dave Meltzer doesn't know the numbers, um, and neither does Seb Coulter. <laughs> Dutch Mantel, whatever you want to well, call Well, that's where him. the rumour started, um, Dutch Mantel. Yeah, Dutch Mantel. And I, do you know what? I, I believe it. The Dutch doesn't comment a hell of a lot on certain things. Um, and I don't believe he'd just come up with that out of nowhere. No, he's, not, he's an intelligent um, guy. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, it is. It's one of those things. My... Um, but I do believe it to be true. And do you know why I believe it to be true? Go on, I want to see if it's the same because reason the I one, did. The one thing I know about Vincent Kennedy McMahon is... He will not sell that company to any man that can make it better than he has. Yeah. And and go with the fact that he doesn't want to run it, he just wants to own it. Mm. And then he will hand the, hand the keys over to Triple H and lo and behold... Wrestling will be back again. A bit of a Tony Khan. Now, if you listen to Dean Ambrose, Tony Khan is a hell of a guy. Um, you know, but the fact that he would sell it to a network. Well, we remember Fox is also owned you know by I mean? Disney. Exactly. Fucking Disney WWE. I don't want that. <laughs> I do not want that at all. <laughs> I've got to be honest. Uh, I do not want that at all. <laughs> my my thinking that, was for me, Vince would rather sell it than just hand it to somebody else, because he's that much of a control freak. He's that. That's why he's still sitting in the seat because he doesn't trust anyone to run his business the way he does. No, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, very, very true. Very, very true. Not even Triple H. Um, no, not even Triple H. I mean, according to dirt sheets, Triple H got demoted. <laughs> And he had more work to do. <laughs> you know, um, I just think, yeah, I just think, um, it from a fire, I, I think the guy really, really needs, I think he's needed to sell for a long, long time. Yeah. I just don't think he's been ready to. And like I cut on um, in one of the, you know, one of the one of the um, posts that was going up live. Um, I basically said, you know, bank bankruptcy, you know, insolvency, whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, administration, all them things. I don't know how they work in the United States, but the XFL was Vince's company. So if you go bankrupt with one company, you, the rest of your assets that you own are liable for, you know what I mean, closure. Yeah. So if the if the money wasn't there in the XFL, I he, he clearly took money from the WWE, and that's where all the releases came from. Yeah, he sold some shares, didn't he, to start the XFL you up know, again. He, Yes, and you know, and then he had to cut cut costs and 
to make up for whatever he took. I mean, you think every one of those teams had an owner. You know? Or I, I don't know how the XL was put, XFL was put together. I don't know if it was like the NFL. I don't know. In terms of you've got a chairman, you've got a manager. I don't know. But if you think well, you can't just stop or bankrupt, you know, without value, value of players, for instance. Couldn't you imagine the NFL getting bankrupt? No. Bankrupt. Just fucking no. That's like, that, that in itself is like a global crisis. Uh, you know, how much money are you going to pay Tom Brady? <laughs> you know, how much? This, 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 this is the thing. You look at salaries in, in American sports. It, it's, it's, it's mental to even think that you can just bankrupt, uh, you know, a label, a sport, whatever. But he done it with the XFL, and you sat there thinking, he's failed again. But this time, it it couldn't have been at the worst time. And we also won't know if it if it would have failed if it wasn't for this pandemic. Well, pe- people were enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, I've not seen any of it, but it, it clearly took off. Um. But. It clearly wasn't making enough money, but there was clearly more outgoings than there was ingoings. Mm. That's why he did it. You know, you can't you can't afford to keep something going that's not making any money. And this is why people and myself included thought, what a stupid fucking idea. You're gonna open a sport, start start a brand new um platform to spin off the NFL and possibly all these failed failed um you know American footballers that ain't made the cut playing in the XFL but people ain't gonna you know a lot more people did fucking watch than you know what I mean the the views and that were pe- people were watching at home rather than going to the games yeah. You know? Um and that's that's just where it fucking failed. If he'd have had a network on the XFL, but Vince, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> ah we'll start here again. Third time's a charm. This time we'll have a network. Yeah, um you know. Uh no, that that's where it just failed for me. It's just it is, it's just it's just it's sad. But Again, I'm a firm believer in karma, and I think things happen for a reason. And all these things and the coronavirus, when it's been and gone, people, and I know Amir, he ain't too happy about the whole situation, but when it's all said and done, and Vincent Kennedy McMahon has sold it to Disney, we will go, we want Vince back. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine that, Dave. Um, okay, well, we've got the butcher back. Now let's get another person. Uh, everybody's like joining slowly into the show. Um, let's hear from Travis the Walker Anderson. 
Welcome aboard, Travis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, so, okay, so one thing we haven't talked about yet. Um, obviously, Black Wednesday was a couple of weeks back and people started getting released, which we've just spoke about with the XFL and everything going bust. Um, one person we didn't even realise was under contract who got released this week was one Kane Velasquez. Released. I didn't know. As I, as I said, he got paid $5 million by the Saudis for an 88-second match back in October. What the hell was he released from? Thank God, the Saudis were fucking paying him. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, something I was, uh, conf- I was confused about. Um, I thought he was under contract. Well, he was, apparently, but we didn't realise, and now he's yeah. just been released. Um, but I, I heard... Uh, I thought he was like... I thought he was doing a training. He was doing a lot of training down at the performance center. Yeah, I mean, I know obviously he had the, the knee surgery a few months back, and that's why they couldn't use him for the Royal Rumble, uh, which which apparently was planned. But wow, what a waste! The guy sucked. Yeah, he was so fucking green. It's not even funny. The the thing is right is. UFC fighters. When you Ronda Rousey, for instance, um, she sucked in the ring. She really did. I mean, she she can she can play them fucking cards. The the fans didn't like her and try and build a fucking comeback based on heel. You know what I mean? No, people don't want you. People, wrestling fans don't want you because you sucked in character. You had no freaking charisma. And you don't get any more different with Cain Velasquez. I mean, the guy, the, the guy walking with a purpose to the ring. You, you know what I mean? It, there's a difference between Brock Lesnar walking to the ring with a purpose and Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez had bingo wings <laughs> and his tits were hanging to the floor. You know? He looked like... He, to be honest with you, I'll give him a... I'll, I will, I'll give him a break on that. Because most UFC, and I'm big on UFC, you know, people, when they retire, they do, they let themselves go. Well, I was happy because I could say I I have the physique of a former UFC champion. You know, there you go. Myself, definitely included. You know, I look more like Tank Abbott than freaking, you know. uh, And they do, they tend to let themselves go. Because... They're not active anymore. You know, mm. not all freaking, not all fighters are like Conor McGregor. And heavyweights, like your Mark Hunts and that, that they have to carry weight. You know, it's all about the power of the punch rather than, unless you're Brazilian, you know, it's all, you know, you, you rely on that punch rather than the submissions. And if you look at, like, break it down from guys that are huge, Butterbean, for fuck's sake, oh. Bob Sapp, the size of them. You know what I mean? It's Butterbean was renowned just for one punch, one punches. Yeah. Couldn't box for shit, couldn't move for shit. He was too fast. But, you know, it is that one punch power. And if you get it by a guy 
that's 20 plus stone clean, you're going to sleep. Don't yeah. care who you are, Mike Tyson or anyone, you're going to sleep. Remember um, the first Jackass movie when he knocked out Johnny Knoxville and he genuinely was snoring Johnny on the Knoxville. floor. <laughs> yeah, he proper hit him, didn't he? And yeah, yeah, he was. He was asleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Um, <laughs> that was a crack I've never watched that after. I've never... Daz, put, put the link up on when, what we've just talked about after that in this segment. Yeah. I just, it is, it's just a cork. And if anyone's never seen that, you know, Johnny Knoxville clear, just stands there. And yeah, it's like um, that the slapping matches, isn't it, from the States? Yeah. On no, Russia. Russia, when they just slap each other. Um, it's like that. He just lets him hit him. And he just goes to sleep. You can clearly hear him. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Absolute fucking... But, yeah, Velasquez and that. Um, you can't be sad on a guy that's paid fucking five million for 86 seconds. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... Oh. Um, it wasn't just that. I mean, they took the title off Kofi just so that they could have Brock and Kane Velasquez for the title. <coughs> and now Kane's Velasquez is gone. Brock hasn't got the title, so Kofi's just well. That's it. Back you to where he was before he won the title. I, I Lashley hasn't been put in with Lesnar. I, I really, I really thought that Lashley would have been released. It's got to be a case of Brock doesn't want to work with him because Lashley's made it no secret that he wants a match with Brock. Well, Brock Brock picks who he works with. Yeah, exactly. Brock picks who he works with. Uh, that's, that's that's public knowledge. Um, Lashley wanted it. Brock didn't. Why didn't Brock want it? Because Lashley would fucking, I think, showcase him. Mm. I really do believe that. Brock, Brock ain't what he was. He's a still a badass son of a bitch, but I just think Lashley would. Lashley's never forgot wrestling. Lashley interprets the, the UFC, you know, the the MMA style into what he does in terms of striking power and his wrestling. Well, he never Brock had to fully convert, did he? Because he did both at the same time. Yeah, yeah, Brock, a bit different. You know, I think he's forgotten that NCAA side of him. Um, and he just likes to be a bad, bad son of a bitch. But that's Brock Lesnar anyway. I definitely wouldn't want to be a guy living next door to Brock and telling Brock to turn his music down. <laughs> you know? Even if it is a briefcase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Brock ain't going to do social distancing, you know, and Brock's just going to come and smack <laughs> some little chops. Uh, you know, coronavirus oh, fears Brock. Last we heard about Brock, apart from WrestleMania, was that he was cooped up in uh, Saskatchewan. Hmm. I think he is someone who just yeah. doesn't like people anyway, so he's happy self-isolating. He's, like, he's like me. <coughs> he's like me. He's openly said it. doesn't like people. He said it was Stone Cold, didn't he? Yeah. He just likes to live on his farm and go hunting. That's it. Yeah, that, that's my idea of heaven. That is exactly what I would do. If I had millions, 
I would build a house in the middle of fucking nowhere, and I would go to. Uh, he's in jail now. The king, Tiger King. I couldn't yeah. buy any tigers. <laughs> yeah, um, only two grand. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd I'd have like a big fence, and I'd have me tigers roaming, and then I'd have another fence so that they couldn't get to me. Yeah, it'd just be silly, wouldn't it? <laughs> and then we'd have Carol, we'd have a, we'd have Carol Baskin thrown in with the tigers. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I eye for an eye, you know. Exactly. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Travis, how much have you watched this week? Because last week you were watching oh. while we were recording. Yeah, um, I, I I cannot hardly stomach WWE. I can't watch Raw. I can't watch SmackDown. But uh, last night I was doing what you typically do with uh, AEW and NXT. Yeah. So what I did last night, I did um, AEW and rebellion at the same time Ooh. yeah i mean mm. I, I um i reviewed it earlier you know when i was on my own so we, we didn't have to talk about it much in front of butcher <laughs> um <laughs> i'll just say that i didn't enjoy it as much as last week i, I still enjoyed it um i think uh it's interesting to see what they're going to do with the TNA aspect because I've been saying a lot of that, how they're going to be incorporating more TNA. Yeah. Um, that that part doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because they've been trying to get away from that name for the past five years. Well, from, what, from my understanding, um, <laughs> when they do TNA shows... They get more views, they get more ratings, they, and uh, yeah. the channel that they're working with, uh, I think it's Axis or something like that, they're, they're liking that it gets more views. So they want them to use more, and then like Moose has been pulling like that um, old Randy Orton gimmick, you know, the legend killer. They've just been taken out like, former uh tna guys mm. so <laughs> i don't know it's gonna be interesting yeah well of course they're gonna get more views because they shouldn't have changed the name in the first place right it's always uh, remembered as tna so, I, I i'm curious to know if they're gonna end up going back to tna and just drop the impact and if they do what will that mean for Tessa? I'm not sure where the rights are with TNA because obviously, obviously they can use the name because they have been. So, yeah. Um, but on a positive note, for the butcher, Carrie and Cross will finally uh, make an appearance next week on NXT. Fantastic! I was I... fantastic. His T-shirt is mint. I love that shirt, <laughs> and I own it. And yeah, he's the man. And I quite like the name, I've got to be honest. Yeah, it, it hasn't left a sour taste in my mouth like most name changes have. No, no. 
No, definitely not. Um, and do you know what else I like? I like as well to go to go back to AEW. I like that Wardlow is all is all of a sudden getting some major time and some appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that Lance Archer is just getting love. Yeah, uh, the man is an absolute. Week. Oh, he's a machine, dude. He's a machine. I was look. I go through AEW um, people that should just have the world title, and fucking, he's he's having it before the end of the year, hundred percent. And and he should do. He should do. So so overlooked by so many promotions. Um, if you want a monster, man, you want you want a real monster, and he's a monster. Well, we know now. Um... Uh, he, he's. What what we said weeks ago that it was going to be Cody and Lance in the final for the TNT title. Oh, hundred percent. That was so predictable. Uh, that 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 was the poor thing about AEW. I think when they started this, it was just so predictable. They started it at, at the, the start, or they announced it at the start of a a guy coming in and attacking the who, who is. The main one, well, one of the main reasons that AEW is built. So you knew that they were, as soon as they were both drawn on either sides of the fence, you knew what was going to happen. It was just, it was, if I'm going to, if I could be not controversial, but it was slightly more predictable than a WWE. Well, I was going to say, I don't think it was as bad as Shayna attacking Becky and then next thing, oh, we're going to have a number one contendership match at Chamber. But, but it wasn't. But it wasn't a matchup that you went. Eh. It, 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 it total opposite. Total anything that Cody Rhodes puts his ass into. You know, it is is for me. It's award winning. Hmm. You know, and this guy's coming with the best fucking voice ever. Best best personality. Yeah, we didn't have a promo from Jake this week. You know, he's well. I watched um, quite a bit being posted on YouTube with Dallas, and he's, he's you know, I mean, he's they had to go and pick him up. Yeah, hats off to bring him back to that. You know, um, he, he was proper struggling, like mm. he was proper struggling. DDP's got a heart um, of gold. Oh, of course he has. I'd love to live with DDP. Um, yeah. So I mean. I I think they could all do with just shutting their doors and having nothing on TV. No, well, next, next week, Dynamite's going just, live. Because they're returning to uh, they, Jacksonville. They're the, they're the only ones. They're the, they've been the only wrestling you know, product that has been watchable when, when in an empty arena. Because they just get their freaking superstars to, you yeah, know what genius. I mean, to act as audience, um, keeping social distancing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I have to be honest. But at the same time, I do believe it has a knock on effect to the product. Mm. You know, before all this shit, no one was even. Very rare you see people be critical of AEW. You, you know what I mean? I've only got one thing. Even... 
there was one flaw this week. They they showed us um, where they cut and cut and paste different tapings for one show because mm. Brandy takes a bump in Dustin's match, and then she has time for a costume mm. change for Cody's match. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, this is on the same. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, they're not. They're, it's not a big deal with AEW. I got them too because the qu- the quality the quality of wrestling is is there. You know, I mean, all right, fucking reading things and going, is Brody Lee unstoppable? Yeah, when he's going to be wrestling fucking, fucking hobbits. It's weird that you know what I mean? Dark Order's completely disappeared since Brody Lee's debuted. There you go, see? Well, that's probably got something to do with them, uh, everybody, because they're missing a lot of people. Yeah. They are missing a lot of, and that's that's my main criticism, is there's a certain part of the product which just isn't there, but it's still great, and that shows you just how good the roster is. In total, yeah, they may not have that star power in terms of, do you know what you know what I mean when I say that? It's not a critical thing. It's just are these guys big enough names to? do this and that your answer is no but the quality of the performer is there hands down you know um marco stunt fucking blessing <laughs> you know um it's just he is he's, he's a he's an a mere emoji that's all he gets, is it, man? Every single time I see him, it's like, nah, he can't really be that small. And it surprises it's... me every time I see him. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm expecting Luchas- Luchasaurus is, is, is so injury prone. Yeah. He was like that in Lucha Underground. He, he was so injury prone, it wasn't it, funny. It must be a thing with tall guys who... Like to do high flying moves. Well, he's not doing himself any favors, is he? No, I mean, well, look, Undertaker is not. He's fucked. Yeah, you know. Um, but I was half expecting him to show up and, you know, try it with Brody Lee. And that might be funny. Luke Harper is an absolute fucking machine. Luke Harper, Brody Lee, whatever you want to call him, he's an absolute machine. He was so underrated in WWE. Should have been the guy that he should have been in that world title match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, with Randy, was it Randy Orton? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, and yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that, it was. I'm sure it was. <clears throat> and he should have been the guy taking on Bray. Yeah. He had the momentum, and it made sense. Um, but I'm like Travis, you know. Fucking the only decent thing that happened this week on Raw was the face-off between Drew yeah, and Seth. That's exactly what I said in the uh, review. Um, didn't really care about much of the show, but that end segment was fantastic. You know, um, Buddy Murphy came back. Um, I like Buddy Murphy. Do you know what I mean? I really do like Buddy Murphy. Um, 
I, I like the fact that he's got so much ability. Um, I like him on a mic, surprisingly. Um, when he's at a mic at his disposal. Yeah. Mostly in the fucking 205. But I like him on a mic. Um, I do think he can he could be a solid heel. And I definitely think he's mid-card title potential. 100%. Well, he's already held 100%. a tag team title with a former Universal um, WWE champion. <clears throat> that's it. I just, I definitely, I just, I think, yeah, he's, he's, he's up there. Um, we remember when he was cruiserweight champion, he actually made the title relevant, and since he's lost it, nobody gives a relevant. shit again. No, no one gives a shit about it. No one gives a shit about it. Um, it's just drilling in the, you know, the pits of hell, and it's just got an NXT label on it now, and yeah, no, no one, no one really cares. Because at the minute it's just it's in the, it's being treated like a UFC title because it has to be because it's <laughs> it's in the UK. Yeah, it's grounded and it can't be <laughs> and it can't be defended because yeah we're on we're on shutdown and all that shit. Um, UK hijacked the cruiserweight title. Now we're definitely not getting mania. It's, yeah. <laughs> We're not. Yeah, that's it. God damn it, we can't have WrestleMania without the NXT Cruiserweight title. I had to bring back Drake Maverick because of them. <laughs> and Enzo Amore. Oh, God. <laughs> but, on, oh. but on the subject of all fairness, we apparently they don't... Um, the NWO label... So I read something the other day. Uh, a bit like the Cody Rhodes thing, because Cody's got, getting his name back, isn't he? Yeah. The Rhodes name, thank God. Um, apparently the only only NWO label for a short, short period of the time that's left. I thought they bought the um, rights to it completely from WCW. Well, if they did, it probably. Or do, would or have do you been... have to renew trademarks? Yeah. Um, you do. Well, yeah. So they would have bought it. 21 years ago? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 21 years ago. 2000, wasn't it? Oh. Just before 2000, yeah, he bought WCW. I was looking at Enzo's, obviously, his, uh, you know, his, his cheap rip-off of the NWO, and Vince would go, ha but I've, at least I've got the Enzo. If we turn the Z around, we... <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... I just... No. Uh... Well, the NWO isn't as big as it was. You know what I mean? Well, could it be if they if they done it and redone it? I, I no doubt it would. To be honest with you, now wouldn't be a bad time to do it and have Seth start it. Hmm. Now wouldn't be a bad time at all. If if you really thought about it. Seth could do it. You know? He's he's wearing his black and white. He looks like a vicar. Um, He's got one glove on. What the significance to that is, I don't know. Just unusual, isn't it? Um, 
But yeah, I mean, but isn't Drew McIntyre just a breath of fresh air? He is, it, but as I said, well, obviously you weren't here, but I said at the start you know, of the show... You, you, you don't like the super baby face thing, do you? No, it just kind of feels like they've already taken a lot of the wind out of him as champion. I see, I don't agree. I don't, because... I don't like it. I mean, I still think he's got that vicious, volatile Scott side, and I think as long as he's got that, it's fine. Well, this is why he was you great see? in that contract signing because he was deadly serious. I think he's ace, man. And fucking the way he just fucking slammed Seth's head into the table. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, there's no way would I sit on the opposite side of the table from you. Imagine playing poker with that guy. Fuck that. Ah, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't mind no. a beer with Drew. Tell him about his sacrificial lamb, and I thought it was ace. But could Seth Rollins win it? No, nah, I don't think so. Because what you didn't hear as well is I had a little prediction. Uh, because Jinder Mahal returned this week. That was a good return. And it was convenient timing that Jinder Mahal returns, uh, Heath Slater gets released, Drew McIntyre's WWE champion, and Jinder Mahal's <laughs> now in Money in the Bank. I'm 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 spying a feud in the future between two MB. True, true, yeah. Um, I I quite liked the shape Jinder's in as well. He's not oversized like he was. No, he's just ripped. He's I like him. I like I like the fact that he's got his hair. And his promo wasn't that bad either. It was short, sweet, straight to the point. No. Jinder's always been you know, decent. And didn't you notice that there wasn't really an Indian tang to his voice? He sounded more North American. <laughs> you know, a bit like Kofi Kingston. Oh, look at Lana now. She's full-on Californian. You know, it's... You'd never guess she once was, a, was apparently Russian. And Rusev apparently wants to go to New Japan. I think he'd be a good fit in Japan. Wants to go to Japan. Um, yeah. Look at AEW now; they've got enough big guys. I think we've said it fit better yeah. in Japan. Yeah, I, I, I just think I think AEW needs to uh, quit on the signing people side, um, unless it's completely necessary. Mm. I think they've got enough tag teams now. I think they've got the TNT title. They've got to claim more than enough people to create, you know, rivalries within that. Um, and they've got a yeah, solid. I, I agree with you. They they need to tone it down with signing new people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, except they can just take in EC3 and Spud, and I'll be happy. Would you? EC3, that, that's, that's, that's past its sell-by date with me, the EC3 thing. I just think if he's going to be EC3, then he needs to go back to Impact Wrestling. Oh, they'd welcome him back well, with open arms. You know, I just well, think I just think the label isn't what it was. No, no, WWE took all the life out of it. 
it, it's gone. It, it, you know, his character reinvention and all that was fantastic. I mean, that is just creative genius in himself. Just change his name. But, yeah, but I just don't think... I think I do think he's, you know, AEW would be the same. It, it would. I think if he walks out right in in, in pre-recordings in Impact, yeah, then he's going to get a reaction. You can't. He would have to stay off TV. Can you imagine him walking out and fucking his first? You know what I mean? Introduction in an empty arena. Yeah. Who's there? That's EC3. Silence. Well, it'd be the same Apart reaction as on Gun. WWE main event. But that, that well, exactly. I mean, I'm just looking at like, you know, Matt Hardy with the broken gimmick. You know, he's got a lot of history with EC3 from Impact. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you got like I'm still like dying for a feud or even a tag team. With EC3 and uh, MJF, oh, you know, like I, I want that so bad. <laughs> that uh, EC3 Matty feud. I I was in Manchester in the crowd when he cut that promo to turn face, and the fucking pop he got was insane. See, now I'm the same because I, I like I like the fact that I like the idea of him and MJF, but I was the same within NXT. I would have loved to have seen him with Tino Sabatelli. Um, you know, but and Dino Sabatelli was released as well. Yeah, poor Mandy. Now, you know, poor Mandy Rose. Um, I, I would be, I would be livid <laughs> if I'd been released and I was trusting her in the arms of a fucking slob. Because uh, apparently it was, um, it was Mandy's idea, wasn't it, the storyline? But it was, it Gosh. was based on the actual fact that Otis, um, took a shine to her. But there is a saving grace, you know. I would definitely be an Otis guy if he was Otis from Main Event. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would be an Otis guy. I'd be an Otis guy all over because that just shows just how much WWE fails. You know, you've got a guy that's not even using his proper voice and you're making him sound like a foreigner going, ducky, ducky, ducky. Talking about eating steak, you know, it's ridiculous. The guy doesn't look like he lifts, you know, he he eats steak and then he lifts weights. There is no way you would have that gut. It's like keto, (laughs) you know. Don't he's telling you that he eats steak? He's not telling you that he eats Ben and Jerry's and kilo bars of chocolate. And big bags of potato chips and shit. Yeah. Oh, Otis is more like, I'll have a number nine, a number six, a number seven with extra dip. (laughs) Extra dip. You know, and I'll take either of them, like, chicken fillet burger things. Um, And a Diet Coke. (laughs) And a a Diet Coke. Always got to have a Diet Coke. Um, You know... It, it is. It's, he was brilliant on that main event. Yeah, I said from that la- that small clip I saw last week, if he was more like that, you know. He'd be a solid, he'd be a good, not solid heel, but he'd be a good heel. 
a really, really good heel. And I'm, and I'm hoping that these rumours between Tucker being the naughty one in it and going to play to the split of, um, yeah, partly it's Tucker. Was was jealous that he, he was like forgetting about heavy machinery, and he was uh, his uh, his focus was on a woman, and they were supposed to be brothers. You know, it's almost like a bro a bromance that's broke up. Yeah, um, I could see that. I could see that. Um, but like, at the same time, I I just think that Otis would be the better heel. I do. I just think, don't give him the baby. No one likes a baby face anymore. No one likes a baby face. You know. Um, I think. I think that's. Yeah. Unless you're Otis. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Otis. Uh, yeah, alright then, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. The bell has rung for another week. Uh, click that subscribe button uh, before you tap out on youtube.com slash maxwrestling and follow us at soundcloud.com slash maxwrestling. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and Castbox. Oh, and iHeartRadio. I'm, I'm, I'm back, people. I'm back. Um, I can't wait till June 11th. I've got to wait till June the 11th, and I will wait till June the 11th. But once June 11th comes, you're all on fucking notice. <laughs> Travis, you included. I told y'all. I told y'all. <laughs> but inch by inch, feet. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, I'll gain feet. You'll all lose, in, lose inches. Do you know what I actually worked out this week? Um, if we're not counting the promo mania match with Amir, because it was basically a, a chat instead of a promo competition, your last yeah. actual promo bout was against Travis on Halloween. Travis. Travis. Halloween. And I lost. And I lost. Yeah. But I've, but I've learned a lot since then. Don't take anyone lightly. And go for the jugular. <laughs> and I intend to. Miss Nicola McDonald, you're also on notice. We'll, uh, we'll see if she... And I, and, I, and I plan to scalp you. We'll, we'll see if she's still promo champion after TakeOver, of course. At the moment, her exactly. number one contender is Amir. Whether he still will be at TakeOver, it also remains to be seen. Um, also, if you haven't already, join our Facebook group, Match Wrestling. You can find me at DazzyMWP. Travis is at Walker <laughs> underscore TA92. And the butcher is at... <gasps> TOD69 by TTP. Fantastic. Uh, Another in the hot seat coming your way this weekend as Mike interviews Promo League participant and former WSU tag team champion with AJ Lee, Brittany Savage. You know what? Mike is is the worst person, right, for being retired (laughs) or for for taking a break, right? I'm sitting there going, he's taking a break from fucking Max. 
but he's just chucking out content. Yeah, he's still doing and interviews. I mean, he, do, he doesn't have to get up at stupid o'clock for the interviews. That's the bright side. You know, I'm just like, wow. He's a what a way, what a what a way to take a break. <laughs> the MVP of podcasters. You know, <laughs> unbelievable. Although Mike's more insane than MVP. Yeah. Um, join us next week for Money in the Bank predictions and as we leave from one captain to a real captain well actually he got promoted today a very happy 100th birthday to Colonel Tom Moore much respect sir um, we must now bid you adieu he's the guy that did all the laps for raised 29 million for the NHS ah oh, yeah yeah the old 100 geezer. today yeah, bless him bless him what a guy! What a guy! You know, all right. What? What? If the world was full of people like that, mm. you know, we'd have a lot of laps. I'm here next week. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> WWE even sent him a custom championship. I think that's fantastic. You know, what a, what a yeah, yeah. Again, much respect sir, and a happy 100th birthday. We won't. Yeah, we won't say uh, we won't end the show the show with a normal mic response. We'll just end it with claps. Oh yes, we will. We must now bid you adieu. Goodbye, Mwah! and good night. Clap. What a guy. <laughs>